Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, really nice to be here with you on this Tuesday afternoon, the 24th of October. I'm Nadine Blaney. And I'm Danny Okuye. So you did tell me to wear a green shirt yesterday, <laughs> didn't you? And it looks as if I've come through by the exactly. end of this session. And naughty me didn't because we might have got more, <laughs> more upside on the market. Look at that, SIBO, up almost three tenths of a percent or three and a half points. And just having a quick check of the ASX 200, looks like it's up two tenths of a percent. Sure is. Yeah, or 13 points. So we will take that today, won't we, after all cool. those off days? Yes. Well, we'll take it, 6,857. But don't forget, we do have the last of the day's trades coming through the local market. So we'll get you across the leaders and laggards when this market settles. So when we were talking about the three themes in the newsroom, Danny, I sort of said a flirtation uh, with some of the, you know, positive momentum. But it, it, yeah, it does appear as if we'll maintain some of that by the end. Um, also looming large is Michelle Bullock. So she speaks at 7 p.m. Yes, absolutely. I'm not sure I'll be watching, but it, I'm sure there will be some people <laughs> or we'll be picking up because clearly it'll be, as I uh, said to the coop today, is she going to throw any, any crackers out to the crowd to give us a hint about where she's sitting in a hawkish or dovish mood well i think warren hogan today said that he reckons she'll be pretty hawkish Mm. i mean we did have that pmi data here locally today which wasn't great no it wasn't all sinking into contractionary territory Mm. um so we've got you know the composite the services and the manufacturing pmi now in contractionary territory um but i did read warren and listen to the interview and he was saying you know there's still a soft landing scenario at play yep but is expecting another hike coming through. Absolutely. Um, I'm thinking we should set up a, um, a, a Stephen Kukoulos and a Warren Hogan Ooh. debate in the studio. That could be quite interesting because obviously Stephen is more in the territory that they really shouldn't be hiking mm-hmm. again. So it just shows you a market is still a market. So many different views. AGMs coming thick and fast and quarterlies as well from the miners. We had a whole heap of gold miners out today. And uh, don't forget tonight, we've got those top tech yeah. earnings coming through in the States. Yeah, which I, I, you know, they're always important, but I think this time around it's even more important because they have been the stalwarts in terms of, you know, keeping S&P up, keeping mm-hmm. NASDAQ up. And there's a few technical levels that all those technical people that look at their nice pretty charts are getting worried about. So it's important. Okay. So look, um, Unfortunately, we uh, put the losing sectors first today, uh, but let's get them out of the way. So the big winners yesterday, consumer staples and healthcare, are those sectors that did weigh on the market the most today. Um, We saw energy uh, rising and we saw iron ore futures rising that Mm. helped to spur along the miners as well. The financials as well contributed to the positive story overall uh, a bit of a risk on rally one might say which we haven't seen for a while so there you go bhp rio tinto up by 1.7 
7%. And if you're interested in mining stocks, don't forget we've got our next virtual event coming up on Thursday after market close. Um, so we did allude to the fact that we are getting company updates coming Absolutely. Through. I had two great conversations today, one from the CFO of Ordinate, yeah. which was excellent. And I also just spoke to the CEO of Drone Shield. And, uh, you know, it's a bit sad, but they are doing really, really well. So, you know, two great interviews in terms of an AGM update and also a quarterly report. But there mm-hmm. were a heap more there as you've got. I think we spoke to Zip as well. We did today. speak with Zip. Yeah. yeah. Um, Regis Healthcare is one of those companies that did well today after updating the market. It said the government revenue as well as occupancy were up. Bigachi is still talking about a pretty tough half. Yeah, a little. I thought it was a little bit. They're expecting a little bit better in terms of pricing, mm-hmm. but nevertheless. Um, and Credit Corp, they reaffirmed their uh, downgraded guidance. Yeah, but 35. really got hit hard last week, didn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, it, it got absolutely. It was down by 30, 30 mm-hmm. plus percent. So, yeah, a lot of that um, US debt ledger that they had bought, they had to write it down. But 35 to 45 million, I think, in earnings, they are reaffirming. Ansel, like, yeah. demand is back, but. But it's really finding that, you know, the market is looking for more growth there. Still talking about challenging conditions, although they do say that they are winding down all their stock and they're talking up, you know, their transition um, in manufacturing that's coming, but not till 2025. So the market's not, I think it hit a 16 month low today. Perseus Mining, I just had a chat with David Novak from Wealthwise Education on the trade today. Now he says Perseus is his favorite gold producer. It's in Africa. So, I mean, I just wrote up a few little stories about these gold, you know, quarterly reports coming out today. And, you know, West African Resources was another one. But the the cost, uh, the all-in sustaining cost that Perseus is able to get the gold out of the ground for yeah. is so much cheaper than it is here in Australia. Yeah, that's been a real thing for yeah. the Aussie miners, hasn't it? The costs have really been hurting them. But I do encourage you to listen to that episode of The Trade today because David Novak, I mean, he just thinks that Aussie investors are missing out on still a lot of upside to come through. When you consider the Aussie gold, Aussie gold price and uh, yeah how some of these producers are going so he weighs in on a few of them on the trade and uh, uh, those companies as well you know out with well, updates um, and there's so many yeah, I'm sorry I've, I've, I've got yeah my brain is reaching peak explosion today which there's says a so lot coming about. from this legend no, no. Um, but you had Zip up there and uh, Zip was the stock of the day on the call today Rudy Philippic Van Dyke from FN Arena joined me and we also had Philip Pepe from Shaw and Partners let's see if they would buy hold or sell Zip today Buy today, no, because um, the outlook for the Aussie consumer, if you're using a zip or an afterpay, mm. you are very much in the, what's the opposite of a sweet spot? Um, interest rates go up. We'll in pull, the pain we'll, period. We'll probably hurt you. You can argue it's it's 20-year-olds using the payment system, but ultimately it's mum and dad who pick up the bill. If the 20-year-old can't make the payment, I'm generalising. So very good bounce off, off a very low base. Uh, I'm going to call it a hold. That uh, The share price has been absolutely annihilated. Mm-hmm. So if, if it hasn't rallied today, my, my forecast would be it will rally at some point because that's what these stocks do. Right? But it, it's, then I think it sort of comes back to what type of market participant are you? And I'm more of the the guy. I like like to own companies that do more than the occasional rally. I like to look back in five or seven, ten years time and go like, that's a good performer. 
that's done like something like eight, nine hundred percent over that period. Not it had a few rallies and ultimately like Meyer, for example, always comes back to the same share price after a few years. Well, there wasn't a lot of love for Zip, was there? Yeah, we're talking to investors there that really like their cash flows, like their earnings, like their predictability, and it's probably just a little bit too cyclical. Yeah, okay. Well, let's get a view on markets in general. And for that, a welcome back to the COB, Kyle Rada, who's joining us from Capital.com. Good to see you there. Um, I name dropped you on the trade. Don't know if you noticed today. Um, I didn't know. <laughs> you just all over our screens he's, today, he's not. He's not watching every day now. <laughs> what? Anyhow. Um, okay, markets today. So what do you make of this, you know, slight rally that we saw here locally? Well, I mean, I think it was nothing but a bit of a relief rally after what was a very unexpected text, I suppose, uh, sorry, tweet uh, from a fairly eccentric billionaire in a way, or at least certainly outspoken. I mean, if you look at the price action last night, 12.45 a.m. our time, everything turned, and that was simply an algo-driven rally after, obviously, the uh, you know US 10-year yield was above 5%, albeit briefly, and then sort of set off that rally in, in equities. For the most part, for me, I mean, I think we're sort of seeing a market sort of characterized by a lot of waiting around. Um, and as you alluded to off the top, um, you know, we've got the uh, earnings results tomorrow, which are going to be massive, not to mention, you know, a couple of days of really big economic data out of the States. And then not only that, we've still got this simmering situation in the Middle East, which although, I mean, I guess the narrative last night was that um, perhaps the, the prospects for grand incursion have subsided at the margins, you know, the balance of probabilities still suggests that we're going to see um, an escalation in tensions there. And I don't know if anyone really knows how uh, the second and third order impacts of that uh, will, will, will play out. So, I mean, we've had a little bit of a bounce, again, probably um, largely due to some uh, some sort of a quirky um, quirky news last night. Um, but for the time being, I still think we've got this kind of wait and see mode in a market that is, you know, terribly uncertain about the outlook. It's been, been a lot like that this year, hasn't it, Kyle? When you were here, we were always focusing on the news about to come out. Okay, China, interesting. The bank, uh, the central bank there, they were in buying ETFs, were they, today? Yeah, they um, reportedly instructed the Sovereign Wealth Fund to buy equity ETFs, effectively, just to put a little bit of a... I guess you could say um, support under the market um, floor under, if if you will. There wasn't a hugely meaningful move off the back of it, and we we still have seen Chinese equities broadly lower for the session, albeit with that sort of rebound that came through after that news. But I mean, for me, it raises sort of a number of very interesting questions as to what the central government is trying to achieve here. And you can see here, this is the, the China A50, the weekly chart. Effectively, we're seeing uh, a little bit like the ASX 200 uh, A shares over there coming towards a 12-month low is, you know, while we're seeing these kind of piecemeal efforts from the central government to sort of more as I kind of visualise it, um, sort of hose down spot fires rather than, you know, make any kind of monumental change to policy that may ease financial conditions to a point where we stop sort of worrying about some of the obviously um, uh, vulnerabilities there and, and systemic risks in the system. I dare say it's probably because they're trying to sort of, you know, obviously deleverage uh, and not, I suppose, fuel that fire, if you will, um, that, they're, that they're doing that. But also why there's not sort of greater efforts on the fiscal side to, to, to spend a little bit more. And, you know, we go back to a couple of weeks ago where, you know, um, sentiment was stoked by the fact that we did um, get reports of some, you know, fairly hefty fiscal spending, deficit sp- uh, funded spending coming through from the uh, the central government in order to, to lift demand. So we 
we saw this today, but again, from from my interpretation, it all looks like a, a central government that is just doing its best to sort of, I suppose, keep the, the major problems uh, at, at bay, sort of, again, hose down those kind of spot fires, make sure nothing kind of turns into a, a serious conflagration um, while they try to obviously deal with some of these imbalances in other areas of their markets and, and that sort of restructuring of the, uh, the economy, which, uh, you know, the government seems to, to have as its sort of long-term objectives. But nevertheless, I mean, it did provide us with a little bit of a, of a flurry, but um, overall a, a fairly piecemeal effort, again, just to try and ring fence some of these issues and concerns um, stemming from uh, the, the, the financial markets. So, Kyle, we mentioned so, Kyle. the uh, PMI here, uh, but we've got them right around the globe tonight. We've got them happening in Britain, in France, in the Eurozone, in the United States as well. So that will be one key piece of information about how this global economy is traveling. And then that's followed up by the CPI here locally tomorrow. So we've got quite a lot of risk events on the horizon just in the next 24 hours. Yeah, I mean, the next week I'm sort of filling out as ones want to do um, just a bit of a content calendar and um, I'm trying not to look any more than two days in advance because it makes me hyperventilate. Um, you know, effectively, we do have just a, a massive five or six days, you know, not, you know, look at, you know, 12 hours uh, sort of forward to, to what you just mentioned there too. You know, you chuck on the um, uh, ECB, Bank of Canada and yeah. you know, more tech dots on top of that. Um, US GDP data, the advance read, which is obviously the first for the quarter, which gives us the pulse on what growth did last uh, last quarter. Uh, and then the PCE index. Um, so it's, it's you know, really, really hefty event risk over the next few days, which is probably part of the reason why we've seen this kind of, you know, waiting around going on in the markets just today and kind of, you know, perhaps a little bit of a bounce in, in risk assets. But, I mean, you alluded to the PMI. That's kind of the first, um, you know, major data piece or batch of data that we get for the week. And, you know, of course, we're going to be checking for that kind of glo- global growth pulse. And we'll probably get a sense of two different stories out of the European and the US data tonight. That Europe is effectively slipping towards something of a recession that the you know PMI service surveys both the services and manufacturing will be consistent with levels that typically herald a, a recession uh, in the near term. Uh, conversely, though, the US data is expected to show a, a contraction in both services and manufacturing activity, uh, but one that sort of remains only modestly in contraction and again is a little bit more consistent with that soft landing narrative, which you know what we saw, like what we saw today mm-hmm. at least in, in the Australian data for now. So uh, that, that'll be really monumental. We'll also be looking at some of those kind of price sub indices too is to you know yeah. get a get a bit of a sense as to, to whether there's you know some uh, persistent inflation pressures there but uh, all in all it's it's just such a such a busy uh, 24 hours busy week or so so again um markets are going to be one of those situations yeah. it always is this time of the year where we, we really <laughs> won't know where to look most of the time okay and kyle um i have to ask so with bitcoin doing what it's doing are you are you searching for that coin jar password or what's happening <laughs> <laughs> I've got a mate if you want to bring him in that uh, had a USB stick that he left at an ex-girlfriend's house in London <laughs> and had to fly over there a couple of years ago when it was about $60,000 on, you know, the kind of, um, I guess, guise of, of, a, of a friendly visit to try and find the thing. Never found it. And I don't want to tell you how much was in there, but okay. it was a lot. So okay. um, oh. I will speak to because he, he might, might um, break out into tears again, but not for me so much. We certainly saw a surge in client interest, though, when it went through 31500 And I guess... It's that BlackRock ETF story. But nevertheless, I don't know, maybe it's back in the headlines now. Maybe we're all um, Bitcoin bulls again. (laughs) Yeah, somewhere to hide, hey, when all this risk off is going on and maybe everyone's tired of gold. Hey, Kyle, thank you so much for joining us. And, uh, you know, just I suppose not too much caffeine as all these results come in. (laughs) We'll see you next week, Kyle. Thanks, guys. Thank you from Capital.com. You know what else? I've got a little tidbit of information. I'm just looking at the London Open. London Cocoa Futures 
are testing a fourth consecutive yeah. high,、mm. um, shrinking demand, not、uh, enough to offset a severe downturn in supply. So that is、mm. just tragic news ahead of Halloween, isn't it? Exactly. I think that's actually weather related. That one.、Mm. Yeah, but、uh, let's hope that cho- if chocolate prices go go parabolic, I give up. I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. See ya. <laughs> See between, you in 2024. <laughs> between chocolate and cafe. Yeah. All right. Let's get across the market leader, shall we, Denny? Yeah, absolutely. So, Linus, interesting. Now, I an update on its Malaysian license.、Oh, you know, if、go. you see Linus surging or or tanking, it's usually something to、yep. do with、um, you know、no. all the instability. But it looks like this is positive news. Imogen often is sort of in the biggest movers. Yeah. No, I spoke to them yesterday. So they had those great results, and obviously, I think that's a flow through. Continuing today. Interesting to see. Interesting to see Corlithium amongst the best players in the lithium space, up、yeah. by seven percent. Perseus Mining in the gold space, as I said, mining in Africa and、uh, Regis Resources gold, yeah, gold as well. I was just looking to Pilbara.、Uh, looks like that is really bouncing off the bottom too. They had a fifteen percent of its share count. Share count was on shorted, so it does look like a few punters have come into those lithium stocks, maybe to give the short. Is a hard time.、Hmm. Okay, Legards and、uh, Weebit Nano is on my list. It's giving up some of the good gains that it's had as of late. Elders, we did have a report coming out from Grain Corp just、oh, on its crop,、okay. so I don't know if there's any read through there because I'm not seeing any other、no. news really associated with any of these companies no, that are on the Legards. No, not at all.、Uh, maybe just yeah. It's interesting. Life three sixty has continued to have some profit taking, but lots of people like it. So、mm-hmm. there you、yeah. go.、Um, small. Mid cap space. Let's see if I can pick、Sunland. anything out. They're the developer, aren't they? They are. Wow,、um, something good must have happened there. Maybe they didn't go bust like every other developer out there ooh, at the moment. Touche.、Um, actually, no, I'm wrong. That's really weird. I've actually got that is so bizarre. I've got them down. Yeah, me too. I've got <laughs> we'll them. Just, we might just ignore yeah, that one. On there. There. I've actually got them. Yeah. Anyways.、Uh, <laughs> There you go. Just here's a little bit of a snapshot of those that are lagging in the small to mid cap space. Let's get on to some meatier stuff that we have coming up tonight, and that is Michelle Bullock, the RBA governor, speaking at 7 p.m. What I think is interesting is that she's doing this tonight. Yep. We get the inflation read tomorrow,、right. and、yep. then she speaks again the day after. Absolutely. So clearly,、um, whatever she's going to present, she obviously has some real thoughts around that. You know, she wants to be upfront and open with people. So I'm sure. Sure, everybody will appreciate that, but of course, it's a big night. We've got Google, Microsoft, 3M, and Coca-Cola, and it'll be interesting to see with Coca-Cola if we hear anything about those weight loss drugs, the GLP ones.、Oh, yeah. Interesting. Apparently, they have been wiping out everybody's appetite for everything, and US PMIs again, another important read. Well, you know, I've been cynical about these weight loss drugs, yeah, but they're maybe dreadful. If- Maybe if chocolate prices spike, I won't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> okay, let's get to tomorrow.、Um, so the big one is third quarter inflation、yep. here locally. If it comes in hot, could upset the apple cart. Will certainly solidify expectations for a rate hike coming through in Melbourne Cup Day. Yep. I, I don't know. I mean, it's. You just have to wait for the data. Yeah,、okay? absolutely. Who knows which way it'll come? I mean, I think on balance, the fuel prices have been,、mm-hmm. you know, firmer. So it'll really come down to markets looking for around 0.9 to 1.1 percent on the trimmed mean. So there's a number for you for around market expectations. Okay, so、uh, 
um, we don't need to go through them all, but tomorrow is a big day when it comes to quarterlies. So Alchem, for example,、wow. um, we've got Bramble's quarterly report. We've got Fortescue's quarterly report. Gold Road's quarterly quarterly report. We've got a whole heap of AGMs,、uh, Boral, GUD, James Hardy.、Uh, look, I'm not even scratching the surface here. There's a lot going on on the corporate front tomorrow. We've also got Bank of Queensland trading ex dividend to. Tomorrow, as well. Oh my gosh, I'm on the wrong day. That's Thursday. Thursday. Okay. <laughs> Tomorrow. But it's、um, still really. Still、different. sort of. Yeah, you get the idea. Yeah, Hello world. Yeah. So we've got quarterlies from、uh, Ampol Beach Petroleum. We've got corporate travel AGM.、Uh, Woolworths quarterly. I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, quarterly production from Minres as well. Uh, by the looks of it, gosh, we're going to be busy, busy bees. Okay, well then, you know, on that note, why don't we wrap it up?、Yeah. Just recap where we saw the final figures come through for this local market. I don't have a change on the ASX 200. What's Nor、yours? do I. Yeah, so basically,、uh, ASX 200 closing up almost 12.8 basis points,、uh, which is 6,856.2 percent. Cbo 200, three spot five two points, or almost three tenths of a percent.、Mm-hmm. So there. We go. So I was just looking to see if we had any early take on these PMIs. I'm not seeing anything locally, but、It's、probably the, cha- the clock、yeah. changes. They,、oh, right. they muck up the whole European thing. Normally, we'd get them by now, but it's a, an hour's delay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.、Um, we do have the French president Macron <laughs> though heading to Israel, so he has landed in Tel Aviv、Macron. just to keep you Macron. Aqa. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that the French up to you. Normally, no, you know, being the Canadian, no, I get no, a little no, credit. No, no, <laughs> no, no not、days. my French. It's all hebe. Right. <laughs> on that、um, note, that's probably enough, isn't it? We're, we're verging off into doing languages. Exactly. Time to say good goodbye and、uh, catch up on all those great videos. Au revoir. Vita Zane. Yeah. Ciao. Okay. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news: ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free, or go to amazon.com/newsadfree. That's amazon.com/newsadfree to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.